This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Hey, good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Manly Command Center Cave. In the Melton Law Studio, 352-325-3938. If you hear a little bit of uh, fog in my voice, it is the uh, piney woods of north central Florida pollinating uh, the air right now that we breathe. And uh, yesterday, it kind of overwhelmed me, uh, you know, the stuffy nose and the coughing and everything. And uh, uh, today, I think I'm a little bit better, but I may not be my forceful, uh, passionate, convincing self quite up to snuff, at least my standards. But uh um, I'll try to do my best, and uh, should I need to take a small break for coffee or something, I'll let you know, and we'll we'll fill in the gap if it's possible to fill in the gap on my masses. But uh, you know, we're doing the best we can in an uncertain world, and uh, hopefully, I can be of service to you all and provide you with some information and some provocative things to think about. So, yes, Jack, we are going to free the beep. I uh, just talked with production as we got ready to go on the air. Uh, what about free the beep? And tomorrow you will hear uh, the beep will be freed. And even though it's a family show, uh, you'll be able to hear, uh, you know, the exclamation by the gentleman as he climbs up high to get away from the attacking warthog. So <clears throat> there you are. It's uh, all done and uh, fun. And it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, we will free the beep. And hopefully you all will be happy, those of you who have been worried. I, I don't agree with the censorship either, right? I mean, come on, it's there. Well, um, uh, I want to talk today about a theme I'm going to uh, put uh, all the way through everything I bring up. And it's a thread that connects everything. And if I do this right, it will be a stroke of genius, uh, which is not unusual for me. So uh, there you are. I mean, I'm not uh, at least a bit apologetic about it. Um, the whole ability to do a talk show is to put the individual things together. And the only way you can put the individual things together is know how to do transitions between the individual parts. And the only way you know how to do the transitions is to know what they all have in common. And that is the whole measurement of IQ tests. I've been playing around with them lately. Uh, and it's all about recognizing patterns as I can, as near as I can see IQ tests are, um, <clears throat> do you, how quickly you perceive the patterns and, they try to throw you some curves and they throw you some unusual uh, visuals and unusual questions like how many people in a room, how many handshakes and all that. But if you see the patterns, you can um, quick, pretty quickly uh, figure out what, what the point is. So the um, <clears throat> uh, ability to show relationships among seemingly unrelated parts is the measurement of intelligence. And uh, probably the most intelligent comment of the 20th century anyway, was a, a perfect demonstration of that. It's, it can be read as, as alphabetic symbols. It can be read as numeric symbols. And best of all, it combines the two into a very brief statement 
And it, uh, in that brevity is enormous uh, complication. So it's probably the most intelligent thing said in the 20th century. It passes the poetry, it passes as physics, it passes as mathematics, it passes as English. Um, and you can read it or you can visually see it. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> the phrase is E equals MC squared. E equals MC squared. Now, whoever would think you could relate those parts, individual parts together to come up with a pattern. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. And of course, it's assumed that you know the speed of light, which is 186,000 um, miles per second. The last time I checked, I think I've got that right. So um, energy equals mass times the speed of light squared um, can be uh, written out, E-N-E-R-G-Y or it can be represented by the alphabetic symbol E. And of course it combines the equals, which is the mathematics equal, and you can write that out as a verbal. So you have mathematical symbols and verbal symbols together in one brief, but absolutely profound comment. Um, that's my humble opinion, by the way. I've never read anywhere in my vast reading um, um, and diverse, you know, you talk about diversity and inclusion, uh, that's my reading habits, diversity and inclusion. Um, so uh, I've never read that uh, observation stated quite so well, if it's been stated at all by anybody other than yours truly. So uh, that is the definition uh, of, of, of intelligence, the ability to establish and show the relationships among seeming, seemingly unrelated parts. Now, I did not coin the next one, which is I, I have to tip my hat to Hemingway, uh, his definition of grace. And I think of this every time I look at the ballet dancers. Grace equals the maximum distance covered with the minimum number of movements. Wow, wow, wow. Try that out for a statement and see if that's not a really good definition, very useful definition. Grace equals the maximum number of uh, maximum amount uh, distance covered with the minimum number of movements. And he actually uh, phrased that from watching bullfighters um, and their ability to uh, definitely avoid the, uh, being gored by the bull. Uh, he saw the art in that form. He saw the athleticism in that form. <coughs> the brutality of it was simply uh, representative of the brutality of nature. So it was a given for him that it was nothing to be upset about, that that's the way the world worked. Um, very, very interesting. If um, That's also included in my library of vast, diverse, and inclusive reading. So I just pass that along to you as kind of a warm-up, my good friends, of what fills my head each day with commentary that I listen to. Yes, I do listen to myself, and but I, a cacophony of language is going on there from things I've read and things I continue to read. So today I've titled the show, really, um, based upon uh, the into intolerant attempt. And uh, the, the intolerant, by this I mean the intolerant are attempting to take over the society and the culture. Uh, and they're doing a very good job of it. Um, they have gotten a, the, 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 the absolute adolescent media, and I say adolescent, adolescent has come out of these adolescent universities. Um, and, and these universities are not places where you go to think anymore. It's, go, it's places where you go to be kind of uh, either coaxed or, or uh, whipped into 
um, believing the narrative, and we're going to talk about the narrative again today, that you must believe or else you'll be ostracized. Now, local one I want to start with, because I usually like to start with local, is, uh, of course, um, the propaganda you're getting ready to hear from uh, about single member districts from the county commission. And it, it is going to be endless. It is going to be resonating with falsehoods and uh, private interests and personal things at stake and uh, misunderstandings, misinformation. Uh, but ultimately, it's just a real desperate attempt to cling to power, or at least what they perceive is an attack on their power. And it's really shameful. I can understand people like the um, Evelyn Fox doing it with the NAACP because, you know, the NAACP quit being a tolerant institution a long time ago. It's uh, all about um, racism and it's not it's not nothing, nothing like what King uh, really was trying to do. It's, um, it, you know, it's I don't pay much attention to the NAACP anymore, if at all. I know Evelyn Fox. I just think that it's a nice warmness for her to 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 live in. It gives her life meaning and she becomes a kind of important person. But it's it's a it's a really uh, ineffective organization. Uh, it, you know, it served its purpose. Um, unless it revises itself and becomes much more tolerant and, and understanding and pr promotes much more uh, a free and open exchange of opinions, uh, it's not going to be much, worth much at the table. You, you don't have to listen to them much other than to placate them and, and uh, kind of go along with their need to be there, but they're not going to contribute anything. And, and, and so, um, uh, that sort of thing is is kind of an example of what I'm talking about um, is going to be used by the progressive left, which dominates the county co uh, co commission. Uh, if you take a look at the background of uh, most of these people, well, two of the women, they're all eat up with the traditional uh, woke, <coughs> excuse me, tr a traditional woke uh, kind of uh, advocacies, the climate change and the uh, you know, save the, uh, the, the save the nature and damn the roads and all that business. Um, really flaky stuff that, uh, you know, doesn't have much to do with uh, the gentleman who is coming every day to make sure that your lights work and your plumbing works and uh, your automobile works and all that. And, you know, there, there's no, I'll, I'll guarantee you that's the last thing on their mind. And, and they, they don't have much understanding of that and much feel for that. Um, they're not particularly... Um, evil people in that they are out to hurt somebody. It's just that they're not really very smart. I mean, they, they you know, I mean, maybe you know, they have a degree and this and that, but they're not real smart. I mean, they're just not, they don't understand how complicated the world is and how they ought to try to absorb some of this and, and you know, adjust to it. And, and, uh, and, and, and the single member district is going to bring out, the uh, discussion is going to bring out the absolute worst in them. You're going to see some of the most, and, and the worst of all, it's really embarrassing to see this, is out of the thin-skinned water boy or the mini mic, Ken Cornell. He is absolutely, um, it's, it's, it's complete embarrassment. Here's a man who is, a, is an accountant, uh, is a bright person, came from a, a what I call the, the greenhouse um, university world, where I think his parents were sequestered and somehow related, uh, tied to the university. Uh, so there was a nice warm upbringing. Uh, I've known of him 
since he was a little boy because he, he played with a buddy of mine's kid. And I knew that kid since he was a little boy. So I kind of know where they're coming from. And, and um, you know, he's not, he's not done anything other than try to uh, placate every single person he can to stay in office. And, you know, he's, he's, you got to really watch the guy. Uh, he meets me, uh, and, you know, I'm reminded of, of the line, can the devil smile and smile and smile and be the devil? You better believe it. In fact, um, as Hamlet says, uh, uh, the devil has the power to assume a pleasing shape. Uh, that was always my understanding of, of the concept of evil as uh, personified by, quote unquote, the devil, is that you have to be careful of evil because it's so alluring. It's so tempting. It's so beguiling. And you'll think, by golly, that hand on my back is a pat. It's not a stab. It's not a knife. It's a pat. It's an embrace. No, it's not an embrace, my friend. It's a cut. And so you're going to see this come out. It's already coming out in the comments by these people uh, in the single member district world as they scramble <coughs> and realize <coughs> you talk about paying for the past sins of your forefathers. These guys are paying, this current county commission is paying for the past, for the past sins of their forefathers. And that these, the people have tried through the democratic process twice now, the charter review committee. And I have been on the charter review committee of the city of Alachua. I was appointed to it for five years. I was a representative for five years of it. Um, and each, each municipality has its own charter and it has its own way of reviewing that charter. But in the county, it's reviewed every 10 years. And uh, those appointees are basically uh, extensions of the power group uh, and the county commission that put them there. Um, they wouldn't be on there because they have to be approved by the county commissioners. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the appointees, I can think of many revisions that would have saved this situation from happening. Let's, let's suppose that the charter review members were not appointed by the county commission, that an independent group made up of civic leaders appointed them. Uh, that would at least give it more objectivity. And I will assure you, Every approach to the Charter Review Committee in each of those 10 years, because yours truly has been involved in it, has been reasonable, has been polite, has been um, reserved. We haven't asked for the moon. We've just asked for a chance for people to decide whether they want it or not. And each time it was not only turned down, but you were insulted as it was turned down. How dare you? The blacks poured in and threatened to have a race war. Uh, it was, you know, how dare you question, you know, how dare you use the same methodology we use to get where we are? How dare you use it? We're the only ones that get to use it. I mean, they showed really the worst side of themselves. The black leaders were just as, as terrible and they'll be terrible again. And, and you'll see them in all their limitations. Uh, there's such a thing in this community as the black mafia. Believe me, there is a black mafia. It's kind of a mob. And uh, they really don't tolerate blacks in their group that disagree with um, their uh, opinion about diversity and inclusion and critical race theory and all that. They'll rub them out or push them out. And I can name you the people to whom they did that. So and are doing it. So uh, you're going to see the worst side of people on the Democrat side of the aisle. Already, this thing is shaken out among, a bit on party lines. OK, 
And the Democrats are voting in this last committee in Tallahassee voted against it and Republicans voted for it. And that is for it to clear the committee and go out to the House. When, or it's expected to come out of the House and then it goes to the Senate where Perry, as I understand it, will take it up and it will come out of the Senate and it will go to the, uh, president, the governor's desk. So, I mean, now it looks as if the county has decided, well, we couldn't stop it in the committee and therefore it's a foregone conclusion. So they're going to ramp up their efforts, roll up their sleeves and start spending your money to keep you from having the right to make uh, an expression through the democratic process about the governance system you want. And they are going to be exercising what is they're supposedly all against, and that's voter suppression. They are going to be, you ought to be taking notes now, students, about what I'm saying, because I'm saying all this extemporaneously. I don't have any notes in front of me. Did you notice this? Do you notice I am speaking, as one might think, totally off the top of my head, all right? And I, so I stand challenged. I stand vulnerable to challenge if you want to challenge me. But I'm never wrong. You don't want to do that. So here's the, I mean, I'm only doing it to help you understand what is getting ready to happen. What is getting ready to happen is a huge culture war here in this community over single member districts. And it's going to be ugly. And it's going to be costly. And it's going to be a one-sided war and that the money used to, for, to, to, to suppress the vote is going to be money you, the taxpayers, give the, community, the commissioners to fight you with. It's, it's, it's the same old song and dance. So where will we'll, the question is, on the other side of the, of, the, of the battle, where will the leadership come from? There is no, if you want to divide it along the party lines, Chuck Clemens and Keith Perry are the leaders at the state level. But look around in the community of Alachua County and tell me where the Republican leadership is. I'm talking about, I'm talking about effective, powerful community leadership. If you want to find effective, powerful Republican community leadership, you go to Marion County. There you're going to bump head on into some pretty powerful people in the Republican Party. We don't have it here. There are too many compromised Democrats who are afraid that they'll be ostracized by the radicals in the community with whom they rub elbows in a rotary club or the touchdown or the quarterback club or whatever. You know, they just don't want to be alienating the other business people who really secretly, if you could draw, if you could draw a curtain around it, they all be uh, sensible individuals with courage, but they're not. I mean, cause the curtain is drawn back and they're afraid the woke uh, will, you know, intimidate their customers. And so they shut their yaps. And this goes into for the Cuban business people in this community. The Cuban business people in this community, you would think, would be some of the most powerful voices for uh, not setting up situations that mimic the ones they got away from in Cuba. They're not. They're not. They're as cowardly as anybody else. I can take you around right now and name you two or three big ones in this community that I mean, might as well be in, in solitary confinement. I don't, you know, it's, it's really difficult to understand. It is really, it, it really is. They know better. They know what, what it can become and what it very nearly is already. 
No, they keep their yap shut because they want to sell one more uh, sandwich or they want to, you know, whatever, you know, they, they do not. And I know I know this personally. I mean, I know it personally. And, and you know, they're 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 just they go away. I mean, they they, they find here that, you know, it's strange. They come here to escape the t- intolerance and then they not they don't become intolerant themselves, but then they become silent. Once they experience and get a piece of the American dream, uh, then they become silent against intolerance and therefore intolerance wins. So you're going to see all sorts of things uh, that don't exist in the in the battle. And the biggest one will be leadership. Uh, The only leadership I can think of right now that is. Recognized as a threat is the lead, I hope I don't put a jinx on them, is the leadership out of the city of Newberry. Um, there is none in Alachua as a very weak mayor. Um, there is none uh, in High Springs. Uh, I, don't, I can't name them in High Springs, but there is. Maybe it's my fault. There, is, there are more than one in Newberry. There's one or two in Micanopy, believe it or not. Uh, Hawthorne, probably not. You know, probably not. So you're not, you don't have much. You don't have much. I mean, you don't have many. Now, listen, think about what I'm saying now. Think about what I'm saying. You're going to have the county commissioners, elected people, running their mouths like you've never heard it before. But you're not going to hear the count, the city commissioners, if my bet is right, from these city governments and these mayors say a peep with the exception of maybe, maybe Newberry. Other than that, I hope I'm wrong. I, um, I, I, I want to be wrong, but I don't see it happening, particularly in a lot. I don't see it happening, particularly in Alachua. The mayor in Alachua walks the fence, is a Democrat, tries to take advantage of any connections with Republicans, but remains a Democrat. Um, it, it is, it, it, that's the problem. There's no leadership. And, and so it's going to come up, fall upon the private sector. And the private sector is going to play hell finding people who are brave enough and courageous enough and wealthy enough to finance this battle. And, it's, it, it, and then you're going to have to ask yourself, well, what's at stake in the battle? I want to talk a little bit with you about that. What's at stake in the battle? Well, you could avoid all this if you had honesty in the system you have now, which you don't have. Uh, these people who are the commissioners are supposedly from districts. They don't, they're not from districts because everybody in the entire area votes for them and they don't even have to live in the district when they are elected. Now you want to know, well, how's that work? How's that work? I mean, it says district. Don't they have to live in that district? No. Let's take the example of Paula Delaney, who's no longer a commissioner. Paula Delaney did not live in the district that she represented as a county commissioner. Her district was down along the Bivens Arm area. So she had a condo down there that she claimed was her residence. Now, here's how the law works in the county government. Five, but no more than five days after you're elected, you are to reside in your district. Okay, what does reside mean? 
Well, no one on God's green earth knows. It doesn't mean homestead. Homestead means that would actually have to be your home where you get homestead exemption if you claim that condo on Bivens' arm, where she's claiming or did claim homestead exemption was in her house across from the law school. The same held true for Robert Karl Marx Hutch Hutchison, the communist commissioner. He did not reside. By that, we mean homestead. I mean, you just do that. That's the way you do it because you're able to do it. So you can, you know, you, you don't, you don't have district representation. What you have is party representation, party representation. And the dominant party is the one that controls the propaganda machines and controls party bosses who they want to cover the entire county, but be clustered in residence right around the university climate, right around the university world, um, heavily influenced by the ideology of the left. It's really a culture war. It's not a, it's not a war over, and I'm going to get into what the culture war means in a moment. It, it's, not a, it's not a war over territory as much as it is a war over culture, because the culture of the county commission is absolutely, totally left. There is not a conservative person on it, and there won't be a conservative person on it. Period. It's just not going to happen because all the votes are concentrated in the urban core and includes the University of Florida, which they are allowed to vote to even have a precinct on the university campus, okay? And it's easy to farm those liberal students there, and it's easy to ostracize the Republican student organizations as radical Nazis, which has happened every, even when they, have to ha when they wanna have a speaker here. Don't think it isn't going on. And it's all over the classrooms. And I can give you an example, and there's an example on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, of a dean in the music department at the University of Florida, which is, com is a complete racist. And I've exposed that. I've put all the documentations about her on there, and I hear tell that she's at it again. I hear tell that what happened, and this is just something that was told to me. I don't have the documentation. So I'm going to make a... Uh, uh, you know, a, an addendum here and tell you that I'm just going to tell you that I heard, but I've seen this happen before. It happened at the college where I taught. Uh, let's use them because I know it happened. And you can, by a comparison, figure out what I'm talking about. In the mathematics department at Santa Fe College, they went on a search for a new faculty member. They do this very and thoroughly and intelligently and mathematicians are some of the most objective people you'll run into. Um, they'll go look for the very best thinker they can get. And so they selected a person who they thought was a great candidate to be a member of their faculty, who was not, by the way, a minority. Well, the dean over that math department was a minority. And the dean went down to the math department 
and told the math department, throw out the results of your search and start over again and, and keep searching until you get a minority. And then when you get that minority, hire that minority. Well, the math department exploded. And I was the president of the Senate. The president of the college called me in, just flabbergasted, and said, what are we going to do? And I said, we got to do something if you want to protect this institution. Now, I don't know if that would happen today, you know, at the University of Florida, for example, because I don't think much of this Fox character. But, and I don't think much of the Senate. I think the Senate is all liberal. Uh, and that wasn't the Senate I, I, I controlled. And I was the president of four times, four times in a row. So I, the long and the short of that is that the, 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 the dean was ordered by the president to go apologize to the math department. And what would sweeten the pot is if I went with the dean who respected me. OK. And so I went to the dean and I said, hey, listen, you got to you got to come back. I'll go with you. You go back and you apologize to these guys for that stuff. Now, this is unheard of, you understand. It's unheard of for that to happen. It happened because I was there, I think. So we walked into the math department, and that dean sat there and talked to them for an hour and never once apologized. But they did open this, they did, they did go back and get the best hire they get. When I walked out, the chair of the math department came up to me and said, you know, Ward, we would never have let him back in this department to talk to us if he had not walked in here with you. We trusted you, and, and, there, and that's, that's, that's why we let him come back to talk to us, because we're going to go out and do what we need to do to make this a strong math department. That type of leadership doesn't exist in these universities, okay? Doesn't exist. From what I'm watching, I just see a bunch of people. Listen, you think these professors are poor? These dadgum guys have got some of the sweetest arrangements you'll ever see in your life. Six figures a year. You know, I mean, come on. These are not poor people. And that's where the thinking is coming from that dominates the political climate of Alachua County. I'll be right back in the Ward Scott Files after we thank the sponsors who are courageous enough to be with us and after we thank the donors who keep us going and are quietly on our side in getting the truth out to you guys. We'll be right back in a moment on the Ward Scott Files. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, r, &R Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page, or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. 
your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octon, octon. The papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Mach schnell! At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward's God Files. So far, I've made it through the first half hour of a pollen-laden atmosphere we're uh, living through right now in the piney woods of north-central Florida. The piney woods of north-central Florida means just that. Uh, We have got piney woods, and they pollinate, and it's yellow pollen all over your car and all down your lungs and everything. So... uh, doing the best we can in an uncertain world. Um, I've just finished, if you're just tuning in, giving a brilliant summary of the uh, political culture uh, that is behind what you're getting ready to see is a huge war about single member districts and why um, the people in power will not be fair about it. Um, All we wanna do is let the people vote on it. It's not even something that's passed. But um, you're going to see a display of voter suppression by the Democrat County Commission. And um, even the day's article in the Gainesville Sunset was totally misreading, misleading. I had an interaction, inaccurate innuendos. And, you you know, you just won't have enough fingers and toes to fight back. I'll do what I can here on the show for you. Um, There's going to be a lack of leadership. Uh, I don't know where we're going to get it um, to fight back. And... um, I'm going to have to have an education component. Uh, Columbia County has single member districts. Your representatives in, in the uh, House are single member districts. Your Senate representatives are single member districts. Um, um, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's just democracy. I mean, it's the way it's structured. Uh, an awful lot, and we'll get this data as we go along, of counties in this state are single member districts. It basically means that you know and elect a guy who knows you or the woman who knows you. And that person uh, is able to uh, uh, sort of um, uh, speak up. It's not a guarantee that the person won't vote, uh, uh, you know, in terms of a city interest or, uh, but but it is true that um, there's a lot of frustration with the way government has been functioning here or not functioning in Alachua County to the extent that people are even talking about breaking off and forming another county. And I'm not saying that that's not gonna happen, but uh, if the single member district thing doesn't pass, I think it probably has uh, uh, Spring County has a better chance of being uh, um, entertained because uh, of the way in which um, uh, opinion is uh, presented and uh, uh, thinking is not diverse at all. Now, every once in a while, you find um, somebody push back against uh, a diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, the an acronym for that is the DEI. Every once in a while, you find uh, somebody pushing back against it. Andrew Gullman, Paul Gutman, and Paul Rossi, who are educational uh, proponents of open and free education, uh, have written this uh, discussion about it. I want to go through the some interesting details for you to let you know 
a little bit. This is all the culture of this community we're in now. And you can see it going on at our local school board more uh, overtly than anywhere. Um, that is right now the most violent discussions are going on at our school board. Um, <clears throat> more political hanky-panky going on at that school board to the extent uh, that we even had to uh, ask one of the elected, so-called elected uh, members to step down because it was a bogus election. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and so um, you, you see this um, uh, more, more prominently in the school system, which I want to go into now a little bit to help you understand. It also is part and parcel of the uh, county commission system. Now, Gutman and Rossi write that um, 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 they took a look at two elite independent schools in New York um, that they say had been, was corrupted by a, a, a divisive obsession with race. And um, that is where um, the, the original kind of uh, movement took hold uh, against um, critical race theory and uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, because um, somebody has to start pushing back against that. You see that being pushed back against here. And you say, why do you have to push back against it? Well, uh, Gutman and Rossi have, have, have studied, uh, they have looked at, and here's how they reached these conclusions. <coughs> they looked at 100 hours of leaked videos from 180 National Association of Independent Schools People of Color Conference uh, that were uh, 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 held um, over 108 workshops. So they, their, the, the opinions of what I'm gonna share with you, which they put in this article, um, were compiled or deduced from looking at 100 hours of leaked videos from 108 workshops that the National Association of Independent Schools People of Color Conference held just in one year. Uh, now this National Association of Independent Schools People of Color Conference uh, sets the standards for more than 1600 independent schools in the United States and drives their missions and influences their policies. So this is very important uh, to take a look at. Um, it is, um, intended as a professional development, uh, but it spills over into the public uh, workshops for public schools as well, uh, because uh, it is such a pervasive and powerful uh, conversation that's going on in, these, uh, 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 in, this, in this organization. So it's not really the DEI, um, these two fellows realized is not really about um, what you think it would be about. It's about remaking the schools. And in order to do re remake the schools, uh, they begin with the word diversity, uh, which means more, much more uh, than simply increasing the number of students and faculty of color. Um, they have a code for this, it's called BIPOC. And a BIPOC uh, means uh, people of indigenous uh, people uh, of color. So, uh, Black or Indigenous people of color. BIPOC is Black or Indigenous people people of color, and uh, the DEI uh, urges the schools to classify people by identities of race and convince them that they're being harmed <coughs> by their environment 
And therefore, the purpose of uh, BIPOC and DEI working together is to bring about institutional change. Now, uh, what, what are you trying to do with institutional change? Well, the last thing you're trying to do is teach the three R's. So uh, these students in these schools, uh, at the urging of these organizations, are trained to see themselves as victims of their ancestors suffering through intergenerational violence. Uh, <coughs> that's what's going on in the Lodgeville County School Board. You hear in the voices of the minority members of the school board, and you, and, and, and to a certain extent, you'll hear it in the, probably the one who's most willing to mimic it, perhaps, would be Hyatt. Uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a liberal left. We'll see what he's made of. But um, this is called intergenerational violence. And once you have convinced the students that that's, the, that's so, then the next step is, uh, is in, in transforming the school uh, is uh, uh, in inclusion. And um, what that means is the schools must integrate into every facet of their school and every facet of their curriculum, uh, anti-bias, anti-racist, anti-oppressive, that must be the criteria by which curriculum, faculty, administration is selected. And indeed, you see that Alachua County School System has fallen for that. <coughs> we have a director of diversity and inclusion. And we have one also uh, uh, at the city at the city commission. Uh, I know the, I know the lad, and a nice lad, you know. But he's really just bouncing around playing. He, he gets hired because of his race, and he's a he's a mannerly young man. I like him, and he you know a poor poor hapless soul was once a, uh, like me, the interim uh, city manager of Archer. And boy, you ought to hear the two of us get together and swap stories. But he's got an advantage. He, he can. I can't go be hired, uh, you know, at, in the government as a, uh, a director of inclusion. Uh, but he can, you know, and it's a handsome salary. It's more salary than, you know, any teachers make. So you got to have inclusion and that's to in integrate into inclusion. Uh, all the stuff that uh, um, um, would be anti-racist, anti-bias, anti-oppressive. Uh, and this is uh, called intergenerational violence. We have to purge uh, our lives of intergenerational violence. So <clears throat> that means, I think this is fascinating about this analysis. Uh, that means that all school messaging must be scrubbed of non-inclusive language. All the libraries must be scrubbed of it. Um, all of that must be uh, uh, it changed over to where, as we say out in um, uh, um, the Hawthorne area, to where um, uh, you cultivate anti-racist and you uh, cultivate uh, uh, anti-racist activists and you actually start in kindergarten, training them to be natural social justice warriors. Now, I went to kindergarten. You did, I suppose. I don't know what the hell I would have done if somebody had come along and tried to teach me to be an anti, to be a social justice warrior. I mean, my, my God, I mean, <clears throat> it was difficult enough to sit in my seat, you know, let alone be called, you know, transformed into that. 
<coughs> so it isn't enough for a school to be inclusive. Inclusive. It must also foster belonging. And what does belonging mean, according to our researchers here who studied a hundred of these leaked videos, which were videos of their training workshops? Uh, it means that each of these schools must have a safe space. But safe space is code. It's code. And it's code. What safe space is, and you've seen this term before. What safe space is, is code for prohibiting any speech or activity, regardless of intent, uh, that a uh, black indigenous person of color, student or faculty member might, might perceive as harmful or as uncomfortable or as questioning their lived experience. Did you get it? Did you get it? Now, you, you say, what has this got to do with single member districts? There is no difference in the mindset of the Alachua County Commission, the Alachua County School Board, and this BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color, this DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Movement. They've all signed off on it. Did you vote on it? When you, did you have a chance to vote for somebody who doesn't swallow this? Now, the techniques for performing this particularly <clears throat> at the college level are to interrupt speakers, let them know their words and actions are unacceptable, won't be tolerated, focus on restorative justice, huh? Restorative justice. That's what Putin is practicing. I may not get to Putin today, but that's what he's practicing. He said, I got to restore justice. Ukraine used to be part of us. How far back do you want to go with that? How far back do you want to go with that? Well, far back as you can go with your own interests. Equity, this is what equity means to BIPOC, dismantling all systems that BIPOC members believe to cause harm. And the final stage of social transformation <coughs> is collective liberation. And this goal is to remake society into a collective, stripped of individualism and rife, you ready for this, with reparations. You better pay us for ripping us off. Now you see the blacks by including indigenous people of color, really the blacks don't have a home in America. They, other than the one that they, they assimilated into once they were brought here. So just if this organization just had blacks, it would be weaker. But by including indigenous people of color, 
you extend it over to the Native Americans who were here first. And so it's a pretty, it's pretty, pretty clever association, pretty clever to, to link yourself to the indigenous people of color, indigenous being a key word, that you were the original hunters and gatherers, the nomadic tribes uh, that were here uh, that did not have um, um, the technological warfare, did not have the horse, or, you know, the Europeans brought the horse. <clears throat> so um, now what we're moving towards is um, uh, these, um, uh, what, what this has resulted in, you know, from the, from what's these hundred workshops, this is what they say is currently the makeup of the world. We have white supremacy culture with predominantly white institutions. And um, they do not recognize diversity. And, you know, some of the things um, um, that annoy uh, the BIPOC people are the emphasis of the white institutions on punctuality niceness, worship of the written word, objectivity, individualism, capitalism. These are all characteristics of a white supremacy culture <coughs> that need to be eliminated. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing. This is what comes out of the leaked videos. The purpose is to decolonize white supremacy culture, deconstruct it, dismantle it, disrupt it uh, and because uh, it's filled with colonial ideologies and preaches the superiority of Western thought. Yes, I do think Western thought is superior. I do think it's so highly refined that others ought to be trying to uh, emulate it and catch it and aspire to it rather than drag it down. Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think? I mean, common sense. Wouldn't you think that? Wouldn't you think really that you would be teaching critical thinking, intellectual curiosity, independent thought, rather than changing colleges and schools into uh, activist training camps? Wouldn't you think? The problem with this, and this is pretty pretty interesting conclusion, <coughs> is this takeover, if you will, and what do I title today's show? Uh, the, the intolerant attempt, attempt to take over, is not limited just to education. It's gone to corporations, it's gone to workplaces, and it's gone to the federal government and the military. It's really quite, quite amazing. And this is a product of a study that these two gentlemen, uh, 100 hours of leaked video reveals to them in these, in these, in these uh, DEI um, uh, workshops what really, really is going on. It is, it, is, um, it is the cancel culture, and it gives you an explanation of why um, the cancel culture exists. And it tells you that they have workshops. It tells you that they are intolerant. Uh, um, Here's an article by Philip Hamburger. It even says this problem is pervasive in law schools. We know that. This University of Florida Law School is the most absolute liberal, closed down society you can imagine. 
Um, the law, the law firms are even dis discouraging associates, even partners, uh, from taking cases from dissenting individuals who are dissenting against this organization, this organization takeover, this organizational takeover. Um, and, and so writes Philip Hamburger, it's really difficult, increasingly difficult <coughs> to find academics and other people who will uh, take on these issues of uh, including freedom of speech in the, in, the, in, in the courtroom battles. Really, the, 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 the battle we're seeing here with um, single member districts is a, uh, a freedom of speech battle in many, many ways, a freedom of speech battle. Let me see if I got any remarks here and rest my voice a minute. Uh, uh, see how you all are responding uh, to what I'm saying. Uh, I'm doing pretty well here um, today, but I may cut it short just a little bit. Um, so the cancel culture is a real deal. It's being fostered through an association with uh, an attack to uh, uh, rewrite American history. Um, the college campuses don't really uh, battle back against it much. There is one place, I guess I'll conclude with this. I'm running out of steam today. Uh, the time is 9.53. Uh, there's one place, curiously enough, that it is being pushed back against, and of all places, golly, I mean, maybe there is hope, my friends. San Francisco, uh, they there, three uh, school board members were resoundingly, according to Peggy Noonan, uh, ejected from their jobs. 79% voted to oust someone named Allison Collins, 75% to fire Gabriela Lopez. That was the board president and 72 percent to remove uh, uh, somebody named Mogola, the vice president. Uh, this was a vote in San Francisco, of all places, against progressive education officials. And it took place right in the heart of liberal San Francisco. Um, it happened with clarity and swiftness. And it was a statement by the parents that they're not going to put up with their children being taught this way. Uh, it was a battle inside the Democratic Party. It was a civil war inside the Democratic Party between liberals and the progressive left. Uh, see, the, the, you know, we're not even talking about conservative Democrats. We're talking about liberal Democrats and, and progressive Democrats. <coughs> That's how far left the Democrat Party is. So uh, this rebellion is going on in Virginia. I've got to tell you, it's yet to be seen if it's going to actually finalize here in Alachua County. Um, you know what's that issue here? That issue is the increasing frustration of parents. Um, basically, what has brought it out in the open is the mandate mass thing. Uh, but that has much to do also with um, the heavy handed uh, top down decrees by uh, the school board about what thou shall do in the classroom and and what thy books shall have in them and what thy curriculum shall have. And it besmirches such people, even down to changing the names of schools uh, like uh, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington. Um, these names were deemed inappropriate uh, in San Francisco because their lives and actions uh, could be connected with racism, sexism and colonialism. Here we are, my friends. It would, it's all over our culture.
It's worse than ants in your yard. They're everywhere. And these names are now inappropriate. Old Joe was removed from the county courthouse. Uh, uh, this is uh, finally, I think maybe the school board is going to be a better, we'll see, a better focus of, of rebellion than the Lachlan County Commission uh, is with this single member distance rebellion. Um, it is, uh, uh, I, I will continue this discussion a little bit more when I've got some time uh, to go into it about what's going on with this rebellion because we need a rebellion. We definitely need a rebellion. Any questions right now? Let me take a look here. You always got the Mellon Law Hotline, 352-325-3938. Um, I'm going to sign off uh, just a little bit early today because of the uh, piney woods of, of North Central Florida. I made it through this uh, hour and I didn't know if I would be able to do it. I want to thank production for uh, taking care of us yesterday while I was out and uh, wish you the best uh, for the rest of the day and, uh, and take care of yourself and uh, we'll see you soon. Warthog Command Center out.